Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I'm so excited by your wise decision to join us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one or more of several different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners, marketing and business coaches, folks who help others build their businesses, And of course, we have the do-it-yourselfers who love to have your own hands on the levers as you handle your own marketing to grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every week, we update with a fresh new episode, and every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Now, today's episode is going to be very unique. You hear every so often about the actor going behind the camera and becoming the director. Well, in today's case, we're going to have the director coming out from behind the camera and becoming the actor. What this means is today we are going to interview none other than Tracy Osborne, who generally handles all the logistics and all the planning for the Business Creators Radio Show, helping me deliver my brilliance to the audience. And what Tracy's going to share with us today has to do with telesummits, these wicked things called telesummits. And everybody says telesummits are dead. Telesummits are passe. Telesummits are hard. Nobody does telesummits anymore. Yet, I myself am constantly being invited to participate in telesummits. I, in fact, I have three on my docket just right now. Everybody seems to be doing telesummits. They're very popular. Uh, they've never, they're one of those things I don't think are ever going to really quite go away. And why should they? Because they're such an incredible marketing tool that builds connections. It really helps business creators win at the game of business and marketing. So just to tell you a little bit about Tracy, she is an expert project manager and virtual assistant who assists high-achieving entrepreneurs. Uh, if you could, if this were a video broadcast, you'd see me pointing two thumbs at myself and surpassing their goals by managing the behind-the-scenes operations. By removing the stress of daily operations, Tracy allows her clients the focus and freedom to do whatever it is they do best, thus resulting in heightened profit and growth, which I can testify has been very much the case in my nearly two years of working with Tracy. So, uh, Tracy, I know we've already spoken 17 times today alone, but how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> great. Uh, it's been almost two years. Holy cow, time flies. I know, time seriously flies. You came on board with us right before we re- relocated the company and me yep. to Las Vegas, and that's going on two years itself because I'm already halfway through my second lease, which is how I know it's been about a year and a <laughs> half. So time really, time really is flying here, and no better way than to celebrate that by having, than by having you on the Business Creators Radio Show today. So what I'd like to do for our listeners, as you know well from being uh, the producer of the Business Creators Radio Show, is in addition to reading off the official bio, we like to give our guest expert the opportunity to share in their own words what it was that brought them to where they are today. So why don't you go ahead and tell us your story of what brought you to the point uh, of what you're doing today. Oh, wow. Um, so my story started um, almost eight years ago right. when I was the vice president of a finance company. And 
working, you know, easily 80, 100 hours a week between commuting. Um, you know, I live outside Atlanta, so it's right. hour, hour and a half on a good day, two to three hours commute on a bad day. Um, and it, it just it got to the point where I had, I had young kids at home, and I was gone before they were up. I was home after they went to bed, and I never got to see them. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was a, a business coach and was complaining to her about these long hours and and everything. And um, she said, you know, you love to help people. That's your passion. Why don't you take your skills and become a virtual assistant? And this is the second time she had mentioned that to me. And this was way back when nobody knew what a virtual assistant was. And, um, and we got to talking about it a little bit more. And I went home. This was on a Saturday in November. And I went home that weekend. And by Monday, my website was up and my business was, was born. And um, I talked to a few key networking players that I knew had big mouth um, and just, you know, kind of started spreading the word. And within a couple of months, I was able to actually quit my job, and I've been doing this ever since. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you got a website up in, like, two days? I didn't. It was awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most horrible website. I think I built it through GoDaddy. Um the the name of the company in the beginning was your virtual round to it. I mean, everything about it was just horrible. But I did it all by myself, not knowing what in the world I was doing. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot over the last eight years, let me tell you. Right. The, dif- the, the difference between you and so many others, and the reason why you are in the first division of our business creators, is because you just took it upon yourself and did it. Uh, it didn't matter that the name of the company maybe wasn't right. didn't matter that the website wasn't maybe right. I mean, I fortunately am not using most of the URLs I used when I first started in business. Right. Uh, therefore, that throws up at least one barrier to finding out what my brand used to look like. <laughs> it's not it's not so clean and crisp as it is now. Oh my goodness. If uh, I, I I confess, my very first company website was based on code that I borrowed from a porn site because that's nice. the only thing that's the only thing I could find <laughs> that had code that I could read and understand, right? Knew well, if I delete the well shall we say pictures and replace that with the text and then change the background color and put a different mm-hmm. logo in and build five pages and copied the CSS file and everything else that I could get away with it. Uh it was ugly. That's hysterical. Oh, it was ugly, but that's okay. I I found one of my old business cards the other day, and I was like, holy cow, what was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, my first business cards had my company name spelled wrong, and I had already given out a couple hundred of them before anybody pointed it out to me. Because the thing was, is there were two S's in a row inside the company name at the time, and uh, I had typed three. Well, mine has three now, so imagine that one. Yes, yes, I'm aware of your domain there, which you know, we'll, we'll share, and, yeah. uh, and sometimes I have to remember to type three S's when I'm looking you up on the web myself. Now, here in the Business Creators Radio Show, Tracy, as you know, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that any of our guest experts recommend they do right now, except for time and money. This mm-hmm. is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show. Not only because of the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, it's going to greatly impact you because uh, putting together a telesummit takes a lot of time. 
and right. um, it takes money. So you're definitely going to need both if you want to put together a successful telesummit. Right. Should we be frightened of how much time and money it's going to take? If you're going to do it by yourself, absolutely. <laughs> Why, okay, I, I know, I know, I know. We're going to be transitioning to the main content in here in just a second. But if you could tell me a little bit about this and just develop it a little bit further, sure. because I don't want our listeners to say, "Well, holy heck, I'm not doing this telesummit business if it's going to be this much work." Uh, I want them to start thinking about already the possibilities and how this could actually be something they could do very effectively and very efficiently, because. Doing something effectively and doing something efficiently is not always the same as doing something quickly or doing something really fast and on the cheap. So if you could develop right. that a little bit further, just some of the things we need to be looking for and some of the things we need to be aware of before we take this headfirst dive into telesummits. Well, you know, I mean, one of the biggest things you need to make sure you have is plenty of time. And, and you know, this is um, – I'm going to get into this a lot more as we get into it. But right. and I'm going to say it repeatedly. You've got to have time. You've got to have time. Um I estimate just, you know, based on, on all the telesummits that I've done in the past, it takes just my team alone, um, and I have a team of eight right now, right. it takes us about um, 50 to 60 hours on the back end. And that doesn't include what the host has to do to prepare for the interviews, do the interviews, help find the speakers, you know, and if they're writing their own copy and things like that. So if you're going to do a telesummit and you're going to do it by yourself, number one, I, I don't recommend doing it by yourself, but I'll talk more about that later. Um, you can definitely plan on needing it between 50 to 100 hours to put this sucker together if you're doing everything all by yourself. Right. Well, what are some of the things uh, that you see that could possibly make it take 50 to 60 hours? Just to give you a point of reference, I know that whenever I'm planning a webinar for myself, that between creating the presentation, um, having the uh, the, the webinar software set up and plugged into a list and writing all the reminders and all the follow-ups, we are seriously getting into a bit of time and a bit of money leveraged in order to do it effectively and not haphazardly. And when you're doing a telesummit, because we're talking about taking multiple people's brands in hand, you can't exactly. really kind of do that in a slipshod matter. You really need to do it the right way. So, yeah. where, so where do you think uh, you know some of the biggest pieces of this time and money are spent the biggest chunk of time is on your website um you you want to have a very professional but you know um user-friendly looking website so most of the time is is in setting up the all the different web pages and also writing the copy right 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 so it's the web page and the copy see i would have halfway guessed that because I, you know, doing group events where you have multiple presenters and multiple information segments that need to be placed into a web page coming from different people, I can imagine just the back and forth to get that data and to edit it to get it to a point where everything looks consistent on the web page. Because you have mm -hmm. nine experts on your telesummit. Even if they have their bios and their topics and their bullet points and everything ready to go, I can still see where you're going to have to edit some things so that one person doesn't outshine everybody else and so that there's a consistency in the format of all those things. And then you basically you're getting into copy editing. I've seen this before. Yeah. I'd be happy with nine on a, on a telesummit. I don't think I've ever done that one that small. Um, uh -huh. most, of the ones, uh -huh. most of the ones I do are usually 15 to 20 speakers. So yes. imagine that. Yeah, so, yeah, so we're talking about a telesummit. This is something, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, you could potentially, this could be potentially rather 
one of the biggest marketing initiatives of your entire quarter, and it could also pay off for you, so it's worth that time and investment. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I like this so far. So you've uh, restored my faith in Telesummits. Not that I had any, <laughs> not that I had any doubt in them whatsoever because they've always been extremely good to me. Now, let's take a step back here. Uh, what exactly is a Telesummit? Because you see phrases like, or terms like Teleseminar, Webinar, Google Hangout, mm-hmm. Webcast, Podcast, Telesummit, Web, Webasummit, uh, yeah. uh, live, str- live stream events. I mean, all these things that, uh, they tend to overlap sometimes and it leads to some confusion on the market in terms of what each is. But just so that we can clearly define our terms and we know exactly what we're talking about here, tell us what you mean by Telesummit. So a Telesummit is, um, it's a series of speakers, whereas you know, a teleseminar or a webinar, that's a one-time thing. You may have one or two people on the call, but it's a, it's a one-off thing. You know, one right. hour, you're done. Um, a telesummit goes for several days. Um, I've seen them done a million different ways, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, it could be two, three days. It could be 21 days. You could have, you know, four or five speakers a day, or you could have one speaker a day, however it's set up. But a summit is just that. It's a summit. It is a panel of experts coming together to give you the best information they can on whatever it is that topic is that they're talking about. Right. And when we're, t- and you, you said to me the other, a few minutes ago, that if you had just nine experts or nine guests on a telesummit, that would probably be the smallest one you ever did. I mean, we're talking about numbers of 15 and 20. Another thing we're talking about is the possibility mm-hmm. of having three or four sessions per day. Exactly. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, just in terms of, autoresponder reminders alone for the people who registered. That's a lot of work just putting all that together, even if you're copy-pasting and editing each one. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of work. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. It's total chaos when you're actually doing this. It's, it's, and why it's one of my favorite things to do, I don't know. But I absolutely love putting together telesummits. But you right. take all this chaos, and at the end, you've got this absolutely beautiful presentation that is helping people in whatever area it is that, that the host is talking about. Um, and, and maybe that's why I like it. I, I like taking that chaos and seeing the, the beautiful package at the end. And you have this product that um, you know, reaches so many people on so many levels, you know, because depending on, you know, regardless of what you're talking about, it, um, it, it's going to affect people on different levels depending on where they are in their life and on their journeys. So, and it's something they can listen to over and over again and get new information. It's kind of like when you read a book and you get one thing out of it, and you reread that book and you're like, well, I don't remember this section in here because right. you weren't ready to hear that section. You know, having a telesummit is kind of the same way. They can listen to it again and again and again and get new information. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that that is very important for people to remember, especially if it starts to feel like you have 15 or 20 guests on your telesummit, and it seems like some of them are starting to say things that are very similar or overlap. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I have seen myself telesummits flounder because so much energy and emphasis was put on trying to make sure that the people who were invited to the telesummit were so completely different market-wise from each other. And in what a small world this is today, that's just not possible. Right. I, I know I know full well when I 
get interviewed on a tele-summit myself, that there's going to be somebody there who's going to overlap at least a part of my presentation. I don't even be bothered by it or look for it. I just look for a way to differentiate myself so that people remember my message and remember something memorable they can apply to their day-to-day work. Uh, oh, exactly. Right, 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 right. So tell us a little bit, you know, what's the purpose behind hosting a tele-summit? Why are we getting involved with 15 experts and websites and 300 autoresponders and editing 20 MP3 files? Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Even aside from mass chaos and, and uh, being, I, a, being a masochist? Oh, yeah, um, that's, that's what I was going to say. You said mass chaos and the word masochist kind of popped <laughs> into my mind. Like, uh, like, like there was an intentional phonological ambiguity there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I make it sound scary, but really, if, if you know what you're doing, it's really not that scary. Sure. Um, so, you know, why do a telesummit? There's lots of reasons. Number one, it's a, an um, amazing list builder. Um, True. Uh, you know, one of the ones that I just did recently um, that I actually thought would, would flop, I really did, just because of her topic, was one of the best I've ever done. She had over 3,000 people on her list um, wow. just from this telesummit. I, I was shocked. Um, you know, it, it lets you live your passion. You're able to help others change their lives by bringing them the experts that they need, um, you know, to give them information for whatever area that they're talking about. Um, you can create an income stream because you're going to sell your replays and you can continue to sell the replays even after the summit is over. So you've got a product there. Um, it helps position yourself as an expert in your industry and, you know, it, it can help you land bigger and better things. Um, one of the, the hosts of a telesummit that I just did recently, she was approached by a natural makeup company to be their brand ambassador just because she did her telesummit. Right. So, you know, it opens the door to a lot more things because all of a sudden people start knowing who you are. Right. To me, it sounds like for similar valid reasons, you'd want to do something like, host an awesome online radio show like the Business Creators Radio Show or have a podcast because you need to think a little bit beyond simply the issues involved with getting the thing hosted and getting the things promoted and what it's going to do for your list and what it could potentially immediately do for your bank account. You need to think about all the new relationships it's going to create and all the new opportunities that are going to be presenting themselves before you. So now what I'd like to do is if you could – sort of demystify for us what goes on behind the scenes of a telesummit. In other words, what is happening back there that is so mm-hmm. masochistically chaotic <laughs> that takes 50 to 60 hours, but yet on the front end, it looks so smooth and so seamless to the person attending. Well, you've got, you've got to find your speakers. And that in itself is, is a difficult task right there. So you've got to find your speakers. You've got to get them on board. You have to gather all their information. And, right. um, you know, depending on, on the genre that you're talking about, a lot of these speakers, they may not have websites. Or if they do have websites, they're crappy websites. They don't have <laughs> opt-in pages. They don't know what an opt-in page is. Right. They, you know, ask them for a bonus gift, and they're like, what? Um, so you've got to deal What's with all that and get yeah. them educated and help them get their bonus gifts to you. Um You've got to uh, start getting the copy. You know, the copy is is one of the biggest things. You've got to get the copy for your sales page. You've got to get a copy for your opt-in page. You've got to get the copy for the replay pages. So there's lots of copy, you know, all the emails. There's lots of writing that has to be done. Right. Uh, The website itself, like I said, takes a ton of work because there's 
there's your opt-in page, which goes to your sales page, which goes to, you have your, your free replay page. So people who don't want to buy, they can only listen to the replays for 24 hours. You have to build those pages. The ones who do purchase, if you have multiple levels of purchasing, uh, you have to build those pages. Right. Um, you've got to set up all the calls in your instant teleseminar, whatever your bridge line is that you're going to use. Right. Um, I, I always recommend pre-recording your interviews. I was just I was just going to say, yes. <laughs> in the olden days, we used to do them live. And uh, if the speaker was sick or you had technical problems or something like that, you know, it just really kind of screwed up the whole thing. So I recommend pre-recording. And that way, they, they come to you. You've got to edit your audio. You, you're going to have intro and outro music. You've got to put that in there. Um, right. Get it up on Amazon or wherever you're going to host that audio afterwards, so that you can get it on on your different pages. And um, you've got to you've got to get your promo stuff written. Uh, you've yes. got to get your promo stuff to your speakers. You've got to get the affiliate links to your speakers. You've got to right. set up the shopping cart and um, the email reminders and Facebook ads and all your social media promos. Um, so there's there's a ton of moving pieces and parts that goes on behind the scenes. You've got to you know your graphic design because you want a really pretty looking website. So you've got to get your killer header look um, created and um, any other graphics that you're going to have on there. So right, right, right. Which which to me sounds like you know the header piece sounds like relatively. The simplest part. So yeah, as, as, I, as, I, as I well knew, there are a lot of moving parts to go to this to create the feeling that the Telesummit is a truly seamless marketing activity. And the mm-hmm. beauty is, is, in the end, it does look like one. But yeah, there are a lot of things we need to be cognizant of as we go into this. And I will reinforce that you definitely want to be pre-recording all these sessions because any number of things can come up. I mean, and when you're trying to put 15 or 20 people all together all at once... You never know what you could run into at any given time. Uh, I mean, you you run enough risks just doing one teleseminar with one guest expert. I mean, they could they could lose power for a week uh, because they live in the Northeast and uh, they get another blizzard, or they could uh, end up in the hospital, which happened on one you know the one of my teleseminar guests once right. we had to reschedule. And you know, just these experiences have taught me whenever possible pre-record because you're just going to get a much better result. And also, well, I and also I you know I do recommend uh, myself, unless you know of any other systems. What I like about using Instant Teleseminar for these is it allows you to upload it and have it play at a certain time as as if it's live. I haven't seen any huh? other teleseminar service really do that. No, and and I totally recommend Instant Teleseminar. That's one of my favorite. Um, bridge lines to use, and it's probably one of the only ones I use. Um, right. You know, for for multiple reasons. One probably being that's the first one I ever started using, so it's kind of you know kind of like shopping cart. I'm I'm hooked on shopping cart because I was the first one I've ever started using. So right. Um, you know, I definitely uh, um, promote instant teleseminar. And along the side lines of the speakers, you know, um, if you pre-record, this allows you to. Uh, be better able to get the speakers that you want because if you do it live, then you're stuck with trying to, to fit somebody in on a certain date and time and it may not be available. Whereas if you pre-record, you, you know, your, your schedule is a lot wider. So it's going to really allow you a lot more ease in booking your speakers. Right. Right. Uh, have you ever had it happen 
where you had two speakers you booked who absolutely despise each other? <laughs> um, not that I'm aware of. That's funny. Right. Um, I don't think so. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you hear that uh, that folks will just refuse to, uh, they'll just refuse to work with somebody or they refuse to be on a telesummit or be on a stage because somebody else who is on their stage. So what would happen if you confirmed both of them and you didn't find out until afterwards that there was this big rivalry and one refuses to be in the same place as the other, which, you know, I personally, I think is being very short-sighted because, I mean, I have from time to time shared stages or shared telesummits with people I couldn't stand, but that doesn't mean right. I'm going to back down myself, and I'm not going to ask them to back down. Because no, I, mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't see it as a zero-sum game. That's just no. me, though, but others might. <laughs> if you're a professional, you're not going to be like that. You're going to put your petty differences aside. Right. Um, on a summit, you know, if something like that came across my way, I would first say, well, look, you know, we're going to put you on opposite days. So, right. you know, one person may be on day two, and the other person may be on day four. Right. Or something like that. We're not going to put you on the same day. If one of them absolutely refuses, if the other one is there, I'm like, fine. You're out. I'll bring in an alternate. Okay. I, you know, I don't have time to play with, with petty high school garbage. You know? Nice. <laughs> Leave this stuff in high school. This is why, and this is something that we'll get to a little bit later, but one of the things that I recommend is when you're gathering your speaker list, if you're doing a 15 tele, or a 15 speaker summit, Get 20 to 25 names because you're going to have people say no. You're going to have people drop out and fall off the face of the planet. And then you're going to get stupid stuff like this where they don't want to play nice. You know what? Fine. I don't need you. I'll bring in somebody else who wants to play nice. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's always been, you know, my philosophy, too, is, you know, I have I have like, you know, clients who hate each other. I have uh, people I speak with who can't stand each other where where they're enemies in the marketplace or enemies personally, what have you. And my message to all parties in all cases is, is I will associate with everybody who gives me any good reason to. I will not mention you to the other person or vice versa. If they try and start up talking about you, I'm going to tell them to back off because I'm just not going to go uh-huh. there. And between the two of you, if one of you makes me choose, the other one wins. I mean, you know, last time I, I checked, I graduated from high school a long time ago, and I kind of yeah. left that stuff there. <laughs> I don't have right. time for those games. And one of the problems that I see is that people want to want to coddle their speakers. Um, because they feel like those speakers are doing them a favor. And in a way, they kind of are, right. um, especially if they're bigger names, um, you know, because those are name draws. You know, we want to use those almost like a loss leader. Um, right. But if they're not bigger names, we're doing them a favor, too, because we're giving them exposure. We're giving them a way to potentially put hundreds and possibly thousands of people on their list that they wouldn't normally have and position themselves as an expert. So, you know, it's a two-way street, and if if that speaker doesn't want to play nice, they, I don't go, be gone. I, you know, I'll bring in somebody else who is uh, happy and and welcome and grateful for the opportunity. Sure, I, and that's what I think everybody needs to be aware of. And I'm glad you went there. Is that while your speakers are doing, you know, you're, you're doing a great thing for your speakers in terms of helping deliver them the additional the exposure and the cross-promotion to other people's market, you know, at the same time, that does kind of work both ways. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they also need to be they also need to be aware that, uh, you know, everybody has rights and responsibilities when it comes to these things. So 
when you see people host tele-summits and they get the idea of, oh, I'll do this myself, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see there? I mean, I think we could already probably name about 26 of them just based on uh, the uh, based on the 27 minutes we spent together so far. But why don't you lay some on me here? I tried to uh, to nail it down into you know broad categories. Right. The first one, the the first one is um, trying to launch too soon. Right. Um, I you know I say give yourself a good three months preparation time before you right. want to go live you know people want to do this in, in 30 days and there's no way you'll right. you'll drive yourself crazy um poor speakers either either bad speakers or um uh just you know poor quality basically um trying to do it all themselves yes. and not knowing what they're doing that's one of the biggest ones because then you end up with all the technical snafus and nobody knows how to fix it right uh Selling their replays too high is another big one. Um, it used to be when, when Telesummits first came out that we could get away with selling the replays for 97, 147. But because Telesummits have kind of become saturated, you have to price your, your replays realistically. Right. Um, and then un- just having unrealistic goals, saying, well, you know, I'm going to do this Telesummit, I'm going to make $10,000 off of it, <laughs> off my very first one, and... I'm going to build my list by 50,000 people. Yeah, chances are probably no, you're not. Unless you have some really good people in your pocket. Um, chances are that's just not going to happen. So those are my top mistakes that I see. There's a ton of others, little piddly ones, but those are the top ones. Um, you know, also a poor website. Uh, when I, when I vet, um, speaking engagements for some of my clients that I book speaking engagements for, one of the things I look for is professional-looking website. If your website looks like it was done by somebody who, you know, is like in eighth grade, then um, chances are I'm going to tell my my client, no, this is not a good a good fit for you because you have to be very aware of their brand. Right. And you're you're representing them and their brand, so you need to have a very professional-looking website and. Um, and copy. Make sure the copy is good. And please, God, look for typos. <laughs> <laughs> please look for typos. If, if you're not a good editor, have somebody edit it for you. I know. We do the best yeah. we can, but uh, things sometimes slip by. I, I think yeah. raise a lot of I think you raise a lot of really good points here, just things to be aware of and some of the big mistakes we see people making i mean i think to me the biggest mistake would be trying to do this all on your own because there is just so much mm-hmm. to doing one teleseminar this is like putting 15 teleseminars and doing them all in one week i mean so take that and multiply it by 15 plus add a constant urgency factor and there's going to be you know a lot of things to it now the reason why we do telesummits is because the payoff is just that good I mean, you spoke to right. me about uh, one person whose telesummit process you managed that got 3,000 new subscribers that are list. I see people spending thousands and thousands of dollars on trying to do Facebook advertising, uh, worried their entire campaign is going to get shut down for no reason, uh, only yeah. to get 30 opt-ins out of it and pay $4 a piece for those opt-ins. And meanwhile, here we are using existing resources, uh, mm-hmm. leveraging everybody's in marketing's innate need to gain more exposure and cross-promote across different markets and potentially getting many, 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 many times those opt-ins. So I I just wanted to point out that there's some of the many benefits 
of doing telesummits. Now, what are some of your top recommended tips? I know we're moving pretty briskly here, and I have a few questions on the back end. But uh, you know, for those who are you know watching here or listening, we're right at the halfway mark. So I think this would be a great time to sort of start to segue and tell us what are some of the top recommended tips for someone who wants to put together a telesummit that actually works. Plan early. That's my okay. number one top tip. Plan early. Take time in the front end to really plan this out. Um, you know, sit down, think about what it is you really want to accomplish. Why do you really want to do this? What is driving you to do this? Right. Um, you know, write this out. Get a piece of paper and write this out. This is what my goals are. This is what I hope to accomplish. Right. And then, um, you know, start this, this is who my target is. Who is your target? You need to get very clear on who your target is so that right. you can write your marketing copy to your target. So you need to get very clear. Who is my target? What are their pain points? Uh, you know, what do I hope to solve with bringing these experts into them? And then, um, you know, just give yourself a good three months time to really get all the pieces put together before you launch it. Yes. Um, Really do your research on your speakers. If if you, they don't have any any places where you can go to listen to how they've interviewed before, then um, you know, do a pre-interview call with them. Get them on the phone and and really talk to them and make sure that they're going to be a good quality of speaker. Uh, you right. need to, especially if you're doing an hour long. An hour can go by pretty quick, but it can also go by very slow if you oh, have yeah. a bad guest. You know this. I know this from when I used to have my radio show. Um, you're just looking at the clock going. Oh my God, I still got 20 minutes and nothing else to talk about. What am I going to do? Uh huh. So you really want to make sure you have good, good quality speakers. Um, which is another one of my tips is, is really spend some time on those speakers. Um, you, you need to make sure you find more than the number you want. So like I said, if you're doing a 15 speaker telesummit, make sure you get at least 20 names. Right. So you can fill in the nose and you can have some on the back burner in case somebody drops out or flakes out or whatever. Right. Um, and you gotta give them, you gotta be tough with them. Like we talked about a little bit. You can't really coddle your speakers. Uh, tell them this is, these are the requirements. Now I've seen people want to have their speakers sign a contract. I don't think a contract is necessary. I think that's kind of silly. But, you know, you're never gonna take them to court and say, well, they didn't send out this email on this day because they mm-hmm. said they would. They signed it right here and it, you know, right. it's just never gonna happen. So just throw that one out the window. Right, um, right. But you still need to be very clear in what their role and responsibility is. So when you're talking to them, you need to just be very clear. Tell them, I expect you to promote, to promote. And, a, you know, word of caution here, the bigger the name, the less they're going to promote for you. They may put a blurb in their newsletter. They may pop something on social media. Those bigger names, if you can get them in, uh, those are your loss leaders, like I called them earlier. Those are your name draws. So, they may not promote for you. Everybody wants the big names because they think, ooh, they've got a big list and they're going to bring thousands of people. Well, chances are they probably won't. Um, but, you know, expect them. Tell them what's expected of them. So you, you expect them to send one or two emails um, and, you know, a couple posts out on social media. This is the, the date that you expect to have all their material by. Here's their list of all their material. You need their bio. You need their headshots. You need to know what their topic is and their questions. Um, you need to know what their bonus gift is. What is the link that people can go and sign up for that bonus gift? 
Right. Are they doing a special offer? What is it? How, how do people get that? What I recommend, what I'm actually, this is something new that I'm starting to do with all my telesummits is um, create a page on your website that's a form, you know, kind of like we do for the Business Creators Radio Show. Right. You have a form, and you have to fill out this form of all the stuff that they need. Right. And they have to submit that form. That does a couple of things. One, it saves you from millions of emails trying to figure out where all their stuff is, and it's going to help keep things organized because all their answers are in one spot. That's very that's um, very true too, and it and it takes away a lot of um, a lot of room for interpretation. See, what we found has worked very well with that with that process is it also puts something on documentation so they understand their rights and responsibilities. Because yes. in order to be able to submit the form, they have to check off the box where they understand that there's a share and share alike agreement. It, but if they sh- but if they share it outside of our channels, like they decide they want to take our interview on the Business Creators Radio Show and put that inside one of their products, they have to put the unedited version. They can't uh, chop it up and make it look like I did a special interview just for their product. They have to say, this was my interview with the Business Creators Radio Show. Right. And they have to spell out where that where that episode came from. And I assume the same thing as well. I can't just pretend like I've suddenly created a product. I also assume the responsibility that anywhere I use these recordings, that I represent them as having been business creators radio show episodes. But in my case, why wouldn't I? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally in your in your benefit to do that. So definitely you want to have a disclaimer on there and they you a I agree. Um <clears throat> if you're going to give them the replays I, I recommend you don't give them the replays until 30 days after the summit is over. Okay. So yeah, they, tell me, they tell they me about this act- one. What's that? Tell me about this one. Why are we waiting 30 days? The reason days? I say that is because you you know you don't want to give them their their interview, and then all of a sudden their interview is all over the social media, and all these interviews are all over social media or whatever, and people have access to them. Well, they don't need your telesummit now, do they? They don't need to go uh-huh. buy your replays, because they can go get them for free over here. Uh-huh. So, I always recommend tell your speakers they will have they they will have access to their replay they will be able to get it but they cannot use it or they you know they can get it anytime I guess really but they can't use it until 30 days after your telesum to give you enough time to be able to continue selling the replays. Right. My personal take on that would be to just not give it to them until 30 days up because you have the uh, you have the uh, you know forgiveness later rather than permission first crowd out there, or sure. somebody might just make an honest mistake. I mean, I've seen it happen where somebody sure. gives a thing to their assistant and it's just an honest mistake, and the assistant thought that uh, the real request was make a still video of this and put it on YouTube. Right. Where that actually but, wasn't the request at all. <laughs> right. I mean, they, they could have access to it anyway, depending on how you work it. You know, some of my hosts will let the speakers have free access to the download page. Right. Um, you know, because they are a speaker. So they, they have access to it regardless. Um, so, uh, you know, just however you work it, just make sure that they know that they can't use it, you know, for a certain amount of time after, after the telephone to give you enough time to recoup some of your, your costs. Um, right. Uh, again, you know, the, the biggest thing, and I'm really going to focus on the speakers a lot here because one of your, your biggest success is your speakers. It's really right. one of the biggest factors of your success. Um, because you're, you're kind of counting on them, especially if you don't have a list of your own. Um, you're, you're really counting on them to promote and, and to be the reason why your list is getting built. So you really want to keep your speakers engaged. Don't book them and then not talk to them for two or three months. Yeah, because things have a way of falling off. 
calendars. I know that whenever exactly. I get booked, I know whenever I get booked on telesummits, even if it's something that's a month or two out, I'm hearing from them on a fairly regular basis. So yeah. it's kind of hard for it to escape my mind. And if uh, we're starting to get closer to the event, uh, uh, you know, whether or not I have uh, submitted my stuff or not, I mean, in most cases I have. But if uh, ever for whatever reason I didn't get the information in or they didn't get the information, I can tell you that the decibels on that conversation, if they have this thing managed properly, get turned way up. And it's for my own good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the biggest successes with this one that I told you that that I was really just shocked at her results, the reason why was because her speakers promoted the heck out of it. Right. She really kept them engaged. She was constantly emailing them. She had them all in a private Facebook group and was constantly, you know, keeping them updated. Hey, we've got the, the opt-in page almost done, and now it's done. Go check it out. What do you think? And you know, she was really just keeping the excitement going. I like and, this. You know, she had several of them that really just promoted the tar out of, of her summit, and that yeah. was the secret to her success. To her success. Okay, so I had basically. Another one. Yeah, go ahead. I had go a, ahead. Well, I was going to say, I had another one who um, – I thought, you know, I did three of them. I watched three of them all at the same time. And I had another one that I thought would do quite well. It was, it was, um, you know, a very popular topic. It was business-based. And I thought it was going to do fantastic. And it actually was the poorest because we didn't keep her speakers engaged. And her speakers uh-huh. didn't promote very well. So it, your success is definitely in your speakers. So you want to keep them engaged. Um don't do it alone. We've covered this one a million times already in the last 43 minutes. I'm going to say it again. Don't do it alone. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And you need to at least have one person. If you just hire one VA to help you with some of the technical stuff, um, and, and it's just the two of you, that's fine. But definitely don't try and do this alone. It's, it, it, the chances are it, it probably won't even take off if you do. Right. Um Price your packaging reasonably and add in lots of bonuses. What I recommend is, you know, you have your your freebies. So the people who opt in, they don't want to buy yet. They get their free bonuses that all the speakers are are giving out. But then you want to entice them to to purchase, right? So I always say keep your price point under 50 bucks unless you're you're throwing in some amazing stuff in there. Okay. Um, now, I know there's some telesummits. I know um, the Social Media Examiner, for example, their telesummit is super high. I, it's, I can't even remember. It's like 400 bucks or something like that. But that's because, number one, they have all the top experts in the industry. You get transcripts from all of it. You, I mean, you get amazing stuff with, with all your money. So um, if, you, if you're having top names in your, your summit, then absolutely you can definitely get away with charging more. But if you're a beginner and, you know, most people probably are going to be beginners, keep your pricing lower. Um, right. I'd rather sell a lot of them at $47 than sell hardly any of them at 97 So right. you want to be reasonable. And if you are going to go up to like the $97 range, you want to throw in some extra stuff, maybe some extra bonuses, get some PLR products or something. Um and, and just toss some extra stuff in there that they're not going to get otherwise. So you want to make it really enticing to, to spend money. Um, and then your topic is also big too. You've got to, you've got to have a really juicy topic. So you need to take a look at the industry and, and who your, your target, tar, yeah, target audience is and really see what those pain points are because you really need to hit those pain points as hard as you can to get people to come in. 
Right. Because you're going to hit, hit those pain points in one section of your copy, and then you're going to come back in another section and say, you know, this is where it hurts, and this is how we're going to fix it. So you really need to build your, your summit around what's hurting people in, in the industry that you're really trying to target. Right. Um, here's here's a question that was submitted by somebody who saw you on the website and knew that you were going to be on the Business Creators Radio Show. And this is something they've been trying to figure out, actually, as part of their podcast strategy in addition to their telesummit strategy. Because they're looking at uh, growing a career for themselves as being a professional podcast guest, growing their business through being on a lot of podcasts. Okay. Generally speaking, across the board, I'm going to leave this open-ended because I have my thoughts on it. And I know that other people have their thoughts on it too, which may coincide or may be different. But generally speaking, what are the policies with the telesummits that your company manages with respect to the guest experts being able to pitch products and services on the telesummit? Um, you know, a lot of it is up to the host, but I always recommend give them like the last five minutes to pitch something. Right. Um, and make it very clear when you're talking to the speakers. This is not a sales pitch. And this is another reason why you want to pre-record. Um, you know, if, if their interview becomes a sales pitch, you need to scrap it and start over. Um, but, you know, absolutely give them five, five minutes or even 10 minutes on the, on the very end of it to promote something. Uh, and, and a lot of times speakers will come up with a special offer just for your audience. Right. So I absolutely, I'm all for it. Okay, so but there's a reason. Let me let me let me say why, because um, I don't think I really talked about this yet. The reason is because there's a profit share in this, right? Yes. So your speakers are going to have affiliate links. So when they're promoting your summit and you're selling packages that they're promoting, they're going to get a cut. They're usually fifty percent of whatever you sell. On the back end, if they're selling something on your summit, you're going to get a cut too because you're going to be an affiliate of theirs. So you definitely, you know, you're going to get some extra money that way as well. Right. So it's kind of a win-win for both people. Okay. So, so yeah. So generally speaking, if you have an offer to make, you'll be allowed to do a pitch stack. Uh, I mean, obviously you have to deliver real content. This can't, this can't be just be an hour of you pitching, but you can do right. an actual offer. Like you could sell a course or you could offer an event, although I typically recommend a course because you want to keep <laughs> these things evergreen. But, uh, right. you know, there are opportunities for money to be made. And is the revenue split generally 50-50? Um, with, the, with regards to the replays, yes. Okay. Um, that's usually 50-50. Now, with regards to whatever the speakers are, or the, yeah, the speakers are promoting, that is kind of up to them. I mean, if you're selling a, a you know, five $600 course, you're probably not going to split 50-50. It's probably going to be more like 20%. Um, so it's really up to the speaker what they're going to offer you. But, um, you know, usually on the back end, I'd say 20, 30% is the most common. I better circle back to something here because you mentioned a 50, 50 split on recordings. Are we talking about, uh, when we, when we resell the Telesummit as a mm-hmm. product, the Telesummit itself as a product, are we selling the entire Telesummit as one big product or are we selling each individual interview? No, we're selling the entire thing as one big product. So, for example, um, you know, all 20 speakers, for 47 bucks and for 47 bucks you're going to get all the downloads so that you can listen to this you know put it in your library listen to it when you're driving or when you're out on the treadmill or whatever um or for 97 bucks you can get the speakers all you know all the recordings and you know if you really want to go gung-ho you can get the transcripts um 
we get all the transcripts done and you're going to get all these extra cool bonuses too. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about with the 50, 50. Okay. Okay. Great. So, uh, so in other words, when we do a, you know, a 50, 50 of the recorded telesummit itself, I mean, what do we do? Take the other 50 and divide it between all the guest presenters. No, so the way it works is, I mean, it's, it's based on your affiliate links. So oh, okay. if, if I'm sending out emails um, for your telesummit and uh, my people are signing up and I have five people that I've brought to your summit and they've paid for the replays, I get 50% of what those five people pay. Oh, if, okay. Uh, John Doe down here, he's bringing people into your telesummit. He's getting commissions off of what he's bringing in. So it's all based on your affiliate. Oh, I understand now. I, I get it. Okay, so we're talking about the affiliate commissions available off the sale yeah. of the product. Not, not we're just going to split fifty percent of the revenue that comes in, regardless of what. So that we would sell. be completely insane. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, how the heck are you going to take fifty percent and divide it by fifteen and actually even want to do that level of accounting? So at the end of the day, you're oh. probably sending out PayPal payments for like. $3.84, and then right. most of that's eaten up in fees anyway, so it's like, why even freaking bother? I mean, yeah. oh, God. Okay, so yeah. so ultimately what I'm hearing from this is that we need to uh, we need to look at how we get our guest experts to promote twice. First, to get people on the list for the Telesummit itself, and second, if we choose to sell the recordings, to get mm-hmm. them to promote the recordings available as a course. Yeah, you can do it that way. Um, most of the time, what we do is just get the get the speakers to promote the opt-in. Um, because if you set it up right, once they once they hit submit for their opt-in, they're going to be redirected immediately to a sales page. Right. Oh, I, I I see. So basically, what you're doing is you're doing it as a uh, you're doing it as a tripwire. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, most, so they can so opt in. They're going to go straight to the sales page, and the sales page will say buy now, or it'll say no thanks. Yeah, it, it, it's a tripwire page, so we're not exactly talking yeah. about long form. What you're really nailing yeah. down are the benefits of pre-purchasing the recordings. And some of the reasons can be because this is the only way you're going to get to experience the replays, because this is the way you can take it with you and you can listen to it any time in perpetuity, or if you if you're, if you strongly want to receive this information now but know that you cannot be available the week we're going to be running the – running the sessions that way just by giving us the $47 you're a lock for receiving everything especially if you do it with the model that I use um you know I had somebody come to me recently and she said I attended this 21 day summit I really liked it it gave me the idea to do it on my own so I want to do a 21 day summit I said no I said here's what you want to do wow 21 day summit too much (laughs) you want to do a a four-day summit and have five speakers a day yeah, that sounds better. And have four speakers a day. And that here's sounds why. better. 21 days, that means you get one speaker per day. You get 24 hours chance to listen to that speaker again. You're not going to sell diddly squat. Right. Um, you do it this way, there's no way people are going to sit and listen for four or five hours a day. They're almost forced to have to buy the replays in order to get you – know, they, may, they may make sure that they listen to the ones that they want. But they're almost going to have to buy the replays in order to listen to all the good content. Yeah, because I can't think the last time that I had four hours a day to just listen to teleseminars. I mean, uh, sometimes when I have to record four episodes of the Business Creators Radio Show in one day, I have to cancel the rest of my appointments because just from (laughs) having to be 
fully engaged for four hours, and uh, what that what, what that does to my energy, I just can't do anything else. I mean, I it may even have to go so far as I have to reschedule deliverables on my consulting projects because uh, I just can't do it that way. Now, on the other hand. On the other hand, this also goes to your point, is that's why I sometimes like to schedule my radio show interviews. I like to get four or five in the can all at once. Then I know I can ride for a few weeks and not have to worry about it. Yeah. In fact, in fact, I, in fact, uh, I mean, I'm going to make kind of a kind of a time specific statement, but this is going to be basically evergreen. I know this week, uh, you know, you have me down for four pre-recordings of episodes of the Business Creators Radio Show, and uh, and it's like, wow. And I'm not done. <laughs> but the, yeah, but the, but the good news is, is except for one, they're all on one day. Yeah. So I just uh, so that day, yeah. I know I'm just not getting a heck of a lot else done. And in fact, I took that opportunity to move a couple other appointments into that same day because I know I'm going to be no good for thinking or projects or anything like that. So I'll just make that a phone day. There you go. Yeah, and, that, and that's also I think that's also what we need to think about when we're planning the telesummits. Is we also when we're pre-recording our guest experts, just like we're going to be putting them out to the audience four or five a day, we also want to be scheduling them four or five a day. The sooner the better. Does that, does that sound about right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, I so you definitely so. want to get them, you know, two, three, four days in a row, and then have just you know bulk them up on those days. Right, 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 right. So here's here's another question that comes from the audience. Let's say that you get somebody who's going to be a guest expert. And this is actually the last question we're going to have time for because I want to give you a couple minutes at the end. Uh, let's say somebody comes on as a guest expert for your telesummit. And although you've laid down the rules that, uh, you know, this has to be like 80% content and then you can do a 10-minute pitch at the end or what have you, they spend the entire interview just doing nothing but pitch, 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 pitch. Can it? Can it? Tell them, you tell them absolutely no. Okay. Either we have to redo the, the whole interview or um, I'm going to have to find another speaker. I knew that was pretty Captain Obvious, but I really wanted our audience to hear yeah, that. Yeah, you, you don't want to – if you toss in a sales pitch, you're going to just completely demolish your entire summit. Right. You're, you're, right. It's, you're just going to you know completely water it down with, with that one interview, and people are going to get turned off. Because especially if it's like in the beginning, if it ends up being one of your yeah. first speakers, that kind of sets the tone for the whole summit. So people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, is the whole summit gonna be a sales pitch?" Oh yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. This one's a pitch fest. Do I really want to even stick around exactly. and find yep. out with Can the rest it. of them? And especially if, and especially if they paid for the recordings. I had this happen to me. One time mm-hmm. on the Business Creators Radio Show, uh, but we had somebody come on as our guest, and uh, and it seemed like the entire interview was just nothing but them pitching, 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 and I, I, I stopped the interview, and this is why I'm so glad we pre-record these, and I said, look, we have to start over because this is not your platform for you to pitch your products, and they said, well, I'm just using this as an example of what I teach, and I said, no, 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 that doesn't quite work that way. I'm not plain plumb stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. Right. So you got so you so you either have to take a deep breath and prepare for me to start this over from scratch right now um, as something that is going to be educational, and I'll give you a few minutes at the end to give people uh, your your free special download, like all the other guests, or else uh, we're just going to have to cancel this and I'll move on to somebody else. You have thirty seconds yeah. to decide. And if you're five to ten minutes in the interview and you can tell, oh my God, they're just going to pitch this whole thing. Stop them. They yeah. may not even be realizing that's what they're doing. You may have right. to kind of educate them a little bit. But, you know, um, yeah, definitely just, just can it. You don't want to use an interview. 
Right, right. I mean, I mean, I've had it so often, uh, I've had it happen every so often where guests on the Business Creators Radio Show surprise me by saying, oh, and if you go to this link right now and use this coupon code, you can get my course for just $47. And uh, sometimes they sneak one in on me, and uh, most of the time, most of the time, I'll allow it as long as they have been so overwhelmingly kick-ass with the content they've been delivering. I might let them sneak one in, but i um, usually not too happy about it. And, uh, and if they were counting on me to send a bunch of emails out saying, oh, my God, look what they revealed on my, on my podcast episode, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right, right. But if I don't, but if I don't feel there's an overwhelming balance, I may, without even telling them, just edit that out. Right. In fact, there's a whole bunch of them that never made it to air because we just edited it out. Yep. So that's what you need to be aware of if you even try and sneak in something on somebody. Just don't do it. Just take a few minutes, you know, whether you're a guest or you're a host, and just get absolutely clear what the expectations are because rather than try and slip one in, you might find out that you have a greater opportunity to pitch than you thought you did. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, if you deliver awesome content, people are going to be going to check you out anyway. Right. That yeah, that's that's also that's also very that's also very true. Um so we are at the point, Tracy, where we have three minutes left, exactly three minutes. Let me turn over the floor to you and you tell us how you help business creators like our listeners get more out of this. Oh my goodness. So uh you know what my team does with it with regards to sell telesummits is um we take over the entire project for you. Right. So I, I'm your project manager. I create the timeline and I do everything. Pretty much all you have to do is show up and do the interview. Right. Um, you know, soup to nuts. We do, you know, we'll, we'll do all the, all the web pages. I will help you find the speakers. Um, I have a, a good database of speakers myself in a lot of different areas. Um, you know, once you, once we book the speakers, I take over from there and, um, so really all you have to do is just show up to the interview and, you know, just kind of keep in contact and keep your speakers engaged. We'll handle all the technical stuff. Um, I'm, I'm there to consult with you every step of the way. If you have a question, you're stuck, you don't know what to do. Uh, you know, they, my host comes to me and they're like, what do I do in this situation? And I'll tell them, this is what you do. Right. So right. I'm, I'm just, I'm there to hold you, hold your hand the entire step of the way. Cause it's a, it's a long, scary process, but it's, <laughs> it's so worth it in the end. It really is. Oh, I, I understand. And near, near the beginning of our episode, I said that we would uh, wait till the end to have you give people your interesting URL with the three S's in it. So why don't you lay that <laughs> on us now? All right. It's business solutions, plural, made simple. So it's business solutions with an S on the end, made simple.com. Yep. So I see where the three S's are. B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-S. Business yep. solutions made simple. And I'm going to remind everybody listening that, uh, all of our guest experts have profiles on businesscreatorsradioshow.com, and you can check out their links to their website and their social media profiles so you can engage as you see fit. So, Tracy Osborne, thank you so much for being with us today. I know that uh, I know that this is a very unique episode, and I've, we've been looking for a way to get you out from behind the producer <laughs> studio and out into behind the mic, and I'm so glad we had the opportunity to do this today. Yeah, me too. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Adam. Absolutely. And for everybody, and for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes. Do a search for Business Creators Radio Show, where we help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. Till next time, have a great day. 
Take care.